0: Now, fight back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Andrea Horvath is in the house and we want to connect you directly with her. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And this comes as she and her party have been surging into the polls, moving into a solid second place, which means the other two parties have turned their st- sights on the NDP instead of concentrating on each other. Andrea, welcome
2: and um, how are you handling um, I guess added attention, added attacks? Well, uh, thank you for inviting me once again Libby to spend some time with yourself and your listeners Um, and all I'm trying to do is stay focused on what I think uh, people want to hear, which is what the real plans are for the different parties. I mean this is an important election a lot of people have been telling me they want to see a big change this time around Um, and so I'm trying to focus on letting people know that there's hope for the future, that we can have an Ontario where uh, where people feel like they're uh, they're getting ahead again, where people aren't as squeezed and uh, aren't as stressed. Okay, um, the news over the last 24
1: hours ha- ha- has been about candidates uh, who've had to drop out for various reasons. Um, the latest being a PC candidate in Brampton East. Uh, we had. Tanya Granick Allen, who was a leadership candidate and she was disavowed. Uh, there are a couple of allegations against some of your candidates. Paul Miller in Hamilton East, Stony Creek, um, accused of homophobic racist remarks. Monique Taylor in Hamilton Mountain there's a human rights uh, action against her i know you've said you're following due process but uh, I- in the case of the other parties uh, their candidates are out so why are you doing it this way
2: uh, well there's a couple of things i mean these um, these allegations stem from the employment relationship between some people that worked for those mpps uh, uh, when they were you know when they were mpps before the election uh, and we pride ourselves on having unionized staff in our offices. And so the unionized staff have a collective agreement. If there are problems that they experience in the workplace, they use the collective agreement and the language in that to file grievances and have their concerns resolved in that regard. And so unlike some of the other examples that you've mentioned, we actually do have processes in place to address the concerns that come up from our employees. And uh, and that's the process that we're going to stand by. What about the Paul Miller issue about
1: racist homophobic remarks. Well, again, yeah. these
2: are things that stem from his his uh, an accusation from one of his workers and as a res, as a kind of a embodied in a in a grievance that has been filed and is going through the process.
1: Okay. Uh just before uh we get to the phones, uh a majority of people in the, one of the polls including people identify as your voters want
2: Uh, spending cuts instead of deficits. What do you say to those people? Well, I mean, I I think it's pretty clear that families have been having a hard time, notwithstanding, you know, the... um growth in the economy for example uh what we see is people are not benefiting from that growth so we have you know seniors who can't get their dental care covered we have you know, people who are um you know let's say in their 30s and 40s who can't get their prescriptions filled uh because uh because they can't afford it uh, young people are leaving the city of toronto in droves because they can't afford to live here they can't afford the rent they can't afford to buy uh they can't afford childcare so what we believe is that uh, while cuts might help some of the most well-off folks, uh, everyday families are going to be hurt by even for- further cuts. We have hallway medicine already. We have the highest hydro rates ever. And but notwithstanding that, it. people are saying that's what they want. Well, you know, I think it's pretty clear that people uh, who... Um, who have not benefited from the prosperity in our economy uh, deserve to see, you know, some help in in the, in being able to get through their everyday lives. And one of the things that we are not sure of, because Mr. Ford's not being very upfront about it, is exactly what those cuts are going to look like. And he needs to come clean with Ontarians about what his cuts look like because I don't think a single person um, that I've ever talked to has mentioned that they want to see more hallway medicine. Nobody's told me they want to see more cuts to our schools and fewer supports for children who are having uh, challenges in terms of their learning. Nobody tells me they want to see more nurses laid off or, you know, more fights with the doctors because we know how that's been in the last couple of years. And, and, and I think it's important for Mr. Ford to translate for people exactly what cuts look like. What we know is that uh, those kinds of cuts are very painful. Uh, they're very challenging and it's everyday families that uh, that hurt, the, get hurt the most. Well, he, he of course says he'll find efficiencies, but uh, let's get right to the phones. We've got
1: Donald in Toronto. Hello, Donald.
3: Hello. Hi, yeah. Donald. Um, being on a fixed income, Doug Ford really scares me because he wants to eliminate rent controls. Um,
1: uh, he said that he wouldn't. Just just as, as a program note into there, but please go ahead.
3: Um, well, he's already said it, so I, I would believe that he would do it in the future. Um, but not only because of rent increases, but because it would concentrate wealth in the hands of a few, which would slow the economy, and that would hurt everybody. Yes. So I'm wondering what the uh, NDP are going to do about rent controls in Ontario.
2: Uh, well thanks for the question uh, Donald and uh, we ha- uh, have been very supportive of, of rent controls and we continue to be so we think there uh, continue to be some loopholes that we need to tighten up uh, we know that there are lots of uh, tenants uh, especially in the Toronto area that are uh, facing uh, rent evictions where you know where they're being evicted uh, on the um, on the uh, you know the, the idea that the landlord is going to massively renovate the unit uh, but when the real goal is really to get that tenant out so that they can jack up the rent for the next Tenant, uh, so these things have to be um, addressed. It's it's very worrisome to see uh, young people, particularly, but but people of all ages, really, unable to afford to put a roof over their head. And, w- and when young people tell me that you know they're leaving Toronto uh, because they have no hope of of uh, buying a house or even renting an apartment in the same neighborhoods that they were raised in, uh, we know we have a problem. Uh, and and unlike uh, Mr. Ford and unlike Ms. Wynne, um, my interest is in making sure that. Uh, that this city uh, is a city where people can afford to live uh, because it's important to uh, to have that happen in order to feed the economy and, and keep it uh, as a world class city.
1: Okay, Donald, thanks for that. Let's go to Gail in Mississauga. Hello, Gail. Hi. Good morning. Um,
4: <coughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Libby. Um, I just want to congratulate you on your doctorate. Oh,
1: thanks. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> well, do you have a question for Andrea? It yeah, says... I do.
4: Um, I'm a senior citizen. And, uh I mean, I'm getting, I'm trying to get by on it, just a little over $18,000 a year. And I seem to find it very hard because I'm celiac and I'm uh, just, I just finished cancer. And, you know, Sorry to it, hear that. it's really hard, really hard just trying to buy my own food and keep a roof over my head. <laughs>
2: Well, Gail, you um, you know, you're. First of all, congratulations on your battle with, uh, with cancer, and uh, it, it sounds like it's uh, been a really tough go for you. And, and this is why uh, we believe, New Democrats believe that uh, what we should be paying attention to is folks like you. How do we make no, no, no. life easier for okay. folks like you? And, okay, and good. with, go ahead. No. Uh, uh, oh. I, I'm Gail. There's noise, so I'm going to let Andrea respond. Okay. All right, okay. and, uh, and so whether it's making sure the electricity bills are, are wrestled down so that folks can afford to pay hydro and put food on the table, uh, whether it's making sure that people are able to afford a place to live, uh, or whether it's it's things like making sure that uh, uh, that uh, folks who are seniors, for example, who, and I don't know whether you're living in your own home or whether you're renting, uh, but a lot of seniors are feeling the crunch, right? They're on a fixed income and property taxes keep going up and they're worried about being able to stay in their homes. And so one of the pieces of our plan uh, is to allow uh, senior citizens to defer their municipal taxes their property taxes uh, until they sell their homes at some point in the future or frankly until uh, until it comes time for the estate to sell the property uh, and what we will do though is we will fund the municipalities to make up that cost so that municipal government isn't losing revenue uh, but seniors have a little bit more breathing room and uh, don't have the you know the weight of those property taxes on their monthly bills as well okay Molly in Niagara. Hi Molly. Hi, how are you? Fine, you're on the air. Go ahead. Um, a question for Andrea. Um, your platform says that you want to make this a, a sanctuary province. Mm-hmm. Uh, how well do you think that's going to treat our hallway health care if you do that? Well, I mean, part of the, the challenge that we have is that when uh, newcomers, uh, refugees and others come to Ontario, uh, we make them wait for three months before they can get any kind of health services. By that time, their health situation significantly deteriorates and so uh, it just makes a lot more sense not only from a fiscal perspective but also on the pressure that it puts on on the hospital system as well as the humanitarian side uh, to to provide those um uh those uh, health kind of those health supports earlier on as opposed to waiting for things to get worse uh, more expensive and cause greater gridlock in the healthcare system but thank you for the question it's an important one to clarify
1: okay uh richard in toronto hi richard Hi, how are you? Fine. Go ahead, Hi. please. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Richard. Hi. Uh, so I work
4: in the Toronto film industry. I've been doing this for the past 18 years. And uh, typically, it's usually been, I guess, the liberals that supported the arts um, in the most way. And I wanted to know, if you were to come into power, um, what would you do to support the film industry and the arts in Toronto? And do you support the film industry in Toronto uh, What would you do to continue with the tax credits to entice bigger and any American or foreign uh, production companies to come and shoot in the city and keep Toronto's film industry working?
2: Uh, well, thanks, Richard. It's an extremely important question, and in fact, it was New Democrats that fought uh, to reinstate the cuts that the Liberals were making in the uh, film tax credits, and uh, and they were they were made, um, you know, in a way that that people weren't even ready for them, and they were shocked a couple of years ago to see uh, that the Liberals had cut back on those tax credits. We are absolutely in favor of keeping those tax credits in place, uh, and there's a couple of other pieces as well. I mean, you know, cultural workers particularly have a difficult time, and, and and, you know, I'm from Hamilton, Hamilton Center is my riding, and we're getting, uh, you know, the benefits of some of the um, uh, the film industry in my community as well. But one of the things that we know is that a lot of cultural workers uh, don't have, um, you know, stable employment. They often don't have benefits. Uh, so they are have they have challenges getting their prescriptions filled, getting their, their dental work done. And so our plan will not only uh, completely support the arts and continue to have the film tax credits and other tax credits for the arts in place, we also want to increase supports for uh, uh for the programs that um uh in some cases for example in the city of toronto where the uh, libraries are given an opportunity to hand out uh, passes free passes for uh the art galleries uh, and museums and those kinds of things to try to encourage more everyday folks uh, to uh, utilize our our cultural assets in uh, in this city and in other cities uh but uh, but cultural workers need to uh, make sure that they can have a decent life as well. So we are going to ensure that they can get dental work done, uh, that they can keep their oral health, uh, uh, you know, in uh, keep well keep well in terms of their oral health as well as get their prescription drugs filled. So on many different levels, uh, you know, the arts and cultural industries are extremely important and we have many plans in our platform, ontariondp.ca slash platform. It's all laid out there and uh, we're excited about being able to continue uh, to boost uh, investment in the arts and uh, and the, the workers,
1: okay. Uh, very quick final question to me and callers. Hang on because we're going to get to your calls. You um, know, uh, Andrea has a very tight schedule today, but uh, I think you have to get soft liberal voters or liberal voters who who realize that uh, they're probably not going to make it, uh, but just anecdotally, uh, they worry about NDP spending and a bigger deficit. Uh, What do you say to them to get them on board for you?
2: Well, you know, Libby, one of the things that we've done is we've been careful to uh, not only talk about the program spending or the investments we want to make to help families live a better life here, uh, but also how we're going to pay for it. So so we quite... uh, uh, in a, quite an upfront way, have said that we're going to ask uh, the richest Ontarians and the richest corporations to pitch in a little bit more to help us pay for our programs uh, and for you know, the supports that we're going to provide to families. And that's going to mean if you're earning $220,000 a year as an individual, uh, you're going to be asked to pay a little bit more. Uh, the same if, if you are over 300000 as an individual, uh, you're going to be asked to pay two percentage points more. Uh, that's going to help us to deal with the deficits that families are facing while at the same time uh, not uh massively increase the the provincial deficit. And our plan does eventually go down uh, to um, a trajectory that'll get us to balance. But the first couple of years, we're going to try to help the families of Ontario balance their budgets.
1: Okay. Andrea Horvath, thanks so much. Uh, hope you'll come back uh, and uh, we'll get into this a little more. We have a full slate of callers. Callers, don't go away. Thanks again. Thanks. My pleasure, Libby. Take care. Okay. Take care. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we are going to get to your calls so please hang on and we'll be right back
0: fight back with libby's nimer on zoomer radio
1: Welcome back. Well, uh, people are lining up uh, to make their comments about Andrea Horvath and the NDP. Uh, They seem to be rocketing up. They're in a solid second place. And the question for a lot of people is that, you know, can they come up through the middle? Because uh, nothing seems to be helping uh, the Liberals. Uh, So let's get right to the phones. We've got Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat.
4: Morning, Libby. So my comments are, first of all, there's no free lunch, and she's not going to collect very much tax. There aren't that many people who make more than $220,000 a year.
1: Yeah, that's and that's taxable income. So to have that, at, at that level, you probably have a good accountant. Uh, so to get to that level of taxable income, you've got to be uh, really raking in the dough.
4: Exactly, and money moves. I mean, if they think they're going to tax more money, Uh, by going after the people at the top, forget it. The Dutch tried this going back 30 years ago. They had 90% tax on dividends. The money just disappeared. We have two choices, raise taxes, cut services, or do both. Um, And we are going to follow the Greek model the way we're going, and we should be following the Norwegian model. Uh, Greece (laughs) spent, 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 and almost got kicked out of the EU. Norway... Uh, we should learn from them. There is no free lunch,
1: and I'll leave it at that. Okay, Pat, thanks for that. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's go to William in Scarborough. William, I think you have a different view. Hi, Liv. Hi. Hi. Um, uh,
4: I think uh, Ms. Horvath has uh, is the only candidate that can provide good government for Ontario. She's very open with her platform, and it seems to be very workable. Uh, it is not Perfect and uh, 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 taxing the wealthy she 's very open with it. I think the wealthy will just donate a two percent uh, why not, and they can write it off somewhere there's all <laughs> kinds of ways to do these things, so people should not be negative about these things, so I insist on good government. I'm not asking too much, and I think Ms. Horvath is the only candidate that can provide good government for Ontario. Okay. Therefore, thank you for taking my call.
1: You're very welcome, William. Let's go to uh, Claire
3: in Toronto. Hello, Claire. Hi, good morning. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. I do support Andrea Horvath. I do believe she is the person for our government that we need her for the working people of this province. I can't think of anyone else.
1: Claire, let and me ask you something. Uh, are are you a traditionally uh, NDP voter, or are you switching this time around? Uh,
3: usually I am, and more so passionately now, because I live near the Ford Nation. I have members of my family who loved Rob Ford, and I understand quite clearly why they did uh enjoy the things he did in the neighborhood. But for me, what I'm hearing from all the candidates, I do know I'm going to go and assist uh, to get the NDP in. And most passionately, I feel this for Andrea Horvath.
1: And do your, does, does your family that supported uh, Rob Ford, do they support Doug Ford?
3: They're having a lot of questions every couple of days. <laughs> something else comes out about him. And they are really questioning, but we're not getting into a debate with this. But um, I am speaking up for Andrea Horvat. In fact, I'm, I think I'm going to get on the GO train and go and support her in Hamilton.
1: Well, it's it's uh, it's interesting, you know. In the states, there are a lot of uh, family rifts over people who support Trump and people who don't. I'm wondering uh-huh. if we have the same thing here with uh, Ford Nation supporters and and people who don't support Ford yeah, Nation. Well, we,
3: our family is quite civilized, so we just you know discuss it and and leave it as that. But I think more and more, when they're hearing what's coming out, with is his people and. We're going. I'm going for Andrea and I'm quite sure others are rethinking the Ford Nation.
1: Uh huh. And do you think uh, the Liberals have any chance? Uh, I respect
3: Kathleen Wynne. However, no, not from the polls. I don't think so, and that's been like that for about a year now. Perhaps she should have stepped down, and if she really cared about the party, uh, stepped down so someone else could get in. But no, she's not going to win.
1: Okay, yeah, it's interesting, too. Uh, I've talked to liberal insiders who who basically say that uh, they wanted her to step down a year ago, Mm -hmm. and she wouldn't, and uh, they're not so happy with their situation now. I'm not sure that uh, a changing of the guard would have helped them. They they
3: already did that once. (laughs) Andrea, I met her in person, and she is quite likable. But I went on her website, and I researched, and I took notes, and I went on YouTube, and I took notes on what she's saying and she's got my vote.
1: Okay. Thank you for that, Claire.
3: You're welcome.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.